This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Flyperbole under quarantine. The fuck show, if you will. Sorry, that's not safe for work, children, <laughs> or anything, but that's what we call it. F-U-Q. We're here. We're still under quarantine. My God, are we losing our minds, but we still have a plethora of Flyers topics to talk about. Craig, what's the topic today? Uh, Steve, well, first of all, Steve, I'm good. How are you? Uh, and secondly, we're talking about... We're not the... here to talk about feelings. <laughs> yeah, we're not friends, yeah. We're talking about the best games we've seen live, uh, and obviously not live together, because I just said we're not friends, but the, the best games that I've seen in person are the best games you've seen in person. I know two people gave this idea or tweeted this idea at us. I know one of them was a friend of the show, Topher John, at Topher John a couple weeks ago, and I think somebody else did recently. I couldn't find them now. So uh, if it was you, uh, thank you. It was, a, it was a good decision. So now we got some, uh, we got some games to talk about, though. Look in the mirror. It's you. It's me. I'll take credit. Yeah, I did it. It was all me. So uh, I'm not saying thank you to anybody, but just myself. Uh, Steve, I put down a lot of games here. I don't know how many you have, slash, I don't know how you want to do this. <laughs> but we have plenty folks, of games to talk about. Folks, I misinterpreted Craig's text about this as thinking it was the top three games. So I'm prepared to talk about three to four games. All right, hell yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. I put down, I don't know how many. All I did for mine was put down, uh, like, interesting things that happened at the game, and I was just going to talk about random game experiences like being at those particular games but if you want to do um i mean i can cut it down i got a lot of random ass games i know no no you talk about your games i will talk about mine it's only gonna you know i have like i can talk about my three to four games and maybe just mention some other <laughs> random stuff that have happened like for instance i could start it off with this doesn't make the cut for one of my top games ever but the the, the first appearance in public uh the creature known as bourbon steve when i enjoy bourbon and get a little mouthy, like I did at this random Flyers <laughs> Rangers game from two years ago, where I just started um, like calling out people left and right. I just saw like a guy in a Brian Leach jersey, and he had gray hair, and I'm like, uh, probably his fucking Brian Leach because he's old as shit. <laughs> just yelling at every Rangers fan I saw. Uh, you I know, all the best games are ones I just yell at people, like the one where I walked into a Devils game, didn't have a drink, and just. Saw a bunch of Devils fans and said, go back to the smelly-ass swamps in North Jersey, you scumbags. <laughs> I kept walking on. I wasn't with anybody. I really had no reason to do that. They were just getting giant overpriced slices of Lorenzo's. But I just felt the need to do that. Maybe I'm a bad influence. Who knows? No. No, that's, I think you pretty much just have to yell at, uh, at other teams' fans. But I, I do want to say that's I forgot about that story. And that was a good, uh, I like the, the words of the bourbon, Steve. That was a good story. And it reminds me of uh, a, a Rangers game. The only Flyers game I saw outside of Philly that wasn't in D.C. was I went to uh, Madison Square Garden back in 2009. Yeah, and I just remember my dad, my brother, and I went to the home-and-home. There's a home-and-home in the middle of March. Flyers won in Philly, and then the Rangers won in New York. But I remember watching it. We saw Flyers won 4-2, to two, I think, in Philly that Saturday. 
and we were sitting behind two Rangers fans. And just the entire third period, there was just one guy like three rows behind us just fucking yelling at the people in front of us, just giving them like the fucking riot, like just going nuts. Just go, like, just like, <laughs> you drove all this fucking while to watch Lundquist lose and like do it, like started all the shit. And then we you go. idiots. <laughs> yeah. Madison Square Garden, which, uh, have you been there? I actually have not been to Madison Square Garden. Okay. I've been to the train station, you know, right by oh, many times. But. Well, it's, they might have had better lighting. So I'll, this is what I remember from Madison Square Garden. Train station. Lighting is somehow worse. Like, I think, like, I haven't been to a lot of rinks, but just looking at, like, highlights and, like, when they show, like, the arena and stuff, I feel like the Flyers lighting at the Wells Fargo Center might be some of the worst, like, in the league. But I don't know if that's true or not. It just looks darker than usual. But, like, Madison Square Garden was worse and i remember it was right before puck drop and there was like he just i don't know how to describe it he looked like a new yorker he was just a couple rows in front of us and he had this <laughs> newspaper and apparently he had season tickets and there was somebody like two like a couple rows behind us and he was just like hey hey john what's that is there's like a smell in here i was reading the paper saw something about philly rats coming up here and like like they both started laughing the most obnoxious like new york I can't, it was the most, like, character character thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, it felt... Like, I'm fake. just imagining, like, Goodfellas, like, kind of it, laughter, where it was like it's Polly Ray Liotta, like, going, ah! Yeah, it was literally, like, Polly Walnuts and Syl just, like, making a bad joke and then just laughing. And then Polly Walnuts being like, do you guys hear that? And then explaining it again. It was Tone, let me explain this like... joke to you, Tone. <laughs> but, uh, so that game, though... Like, going back, I, all I remember from that game was Mike Richards leveled the shit out of Jared F. And I found a clip of it, uh, Steve, if you want to watch it. Yeah, I put it in the notes. Uh, and the camera angle, camera angle camera angle that they show on, the, like, that was on TV was the opposite view that we had. So the hit happened in the top right corner on the TV. But where we were sitting, Jared F went from, like, into the left corner. So, like, Richard hit from right to left. And from where I was sitting, when Richard hit Jurdiv, all I saw was Jurdiv leave his skates and then land on the ice, on like, below the wall. Like, he flew. I, you can't see from that camera angle. But Jurdiv flew back at least two or three feet in the air. And it was a massive hit. <laughs> I just remember standing up and started yelling. And then Jurdiv went after Richards, and it was a whole dumb thing. And then uh, it was the fucking, like, Avery's game of his life. He had two power play goals, and he drew two penalties. And, Attaboy. Oh, I, I yeah, just watched it. It's it's good stuff. He, he's a cracker, yeah. And then uh, Braden Coburn also got a, a game as kind of that, in that game for hitting Nick Antropoff in the back of his head, in the back of his head with a stick uh, late in the second period. So it was, uh, that was not a good game to be at live, but it was my only time at Madison Square Garden. And it also came 24 hours after, you know, everybody made fun of Rangers fans in Philly. So thought I'd squeeze it in there since we were talking about the, uh, the Rangers. So a, I like that, uh, that was a good little. We can. Oh, also the other Rangers one I had was I went to uh, Game Four in 2014. Was the uh, I think that was the last game I was actually in the press box for for uh, Flyers faithful. It was a two to one win, and Matt Reed scored uh, the game winner. I think that was uh, 2014. The only playoff game I went to, and the Flyers actually won. <laughs> I haven't been nice. to many, so not blowing it too. Often. I haven't been to many either. I think I've been to two, and I'm one and one. I am one for five. 
And I went to a Stanley Cup game and a couple of uh, elimination games. So not not the best. <laughs> yes. Uh, so my first playoff game is an extremely memorable one and easily one of the top, if not the top games I've been to. And that was uh, game four of the Bruins series from 2010, where, oh yeah, you know, the game goes to overtime. I believe Gagne had the winner in that one, but like Mark mm-hmm. Recchi tied it up to make it go to overtime. And that was one of the most deflating things, especially as somebody <laughs> who loves Mark Recchi. It's just like, come on. Yeah, like why? Uh, but it was a game that I went in with rock bottom expectations because the Flyers were down three games in that series already. And, you know, we also, me and my buddies had uh, Lexus Club tickets, so unlimited food and beer. You know, we had like 10 beers, 10 oh Bud Heavies. God, hell and yeah. I was, I was feeling good, but we had great seats. We were like the 200 level, like row one, saw everything and just a, a fantastic game. I, you know, from what I remember, no, I remember that one pretty well. <laughs> and because it, it was such a good game, it was, it, you just couldn't help but be on the edge of your seat because it was such a good game. Yeah, no, that was a, it was, yeah, it was a really good game. Uh, and as we to... know, it inspired the Flyers on the comeback trail, and uh, there we, you know, the rest yeah. is history. No, that's a pretty awesome that you actually went to one of the games like in that series. That would that would be that's pretty awesome. That you were there for the turning point. And I remember, yeah, Recky score with like twenty something seconds left. And I remember just thinking, that's a fucking sweep. Like that's the most deflating. If there was any way you could have like guaranteed this was going to end in four games, it would have been. Looking like you're going to get one win and then have it taken away from you, going into overtime, making sure you don't get swept. But thank God uh, that was not not the case at all. Uh, Steve, my other playoff games were went to Game One, and unfortunately I didn't really realize you know what I was going to at the time. But Game One of the 1997 uh, Stanley Cup Final. It'll be sometime I went to Game One of the 77 Stanley Cup Final, but uh, 97, four to two loss to the the Wings. The only things I remember were, like, the the arena was nuts. Uh, it was the atmosphere outside, like, driving into the city. It was nuts. I remember driving on the in the way to the parking lot. There was some, there was, like, a convertible that, had, that was half orange and half black, and they had a Flyers logo on the front, and it was the most, like, obnoxious thing I've ever seen ever. And it was, like, right outside the arena. And then uh, I remember... The first goal of the game, which was a like a two on zero shorthanded goal, uh, by yeah Malfi, and then uh, and Burnmore scored like a minute later, and then I just remember a loss. I just remember them losing. Constantino played the fuck out of Trent Clatt in that game. So if someone wants to go watch that, you can remember what I'm talking about. But uh, R.I.P.D. Trent Clatt. R.I.P.D. Yeah, he, he uh, Trent Clatt was a little bruised up for the other Trent Clatt and Invitational that year. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and that see was, my uh, other playoff game I went to was probably. Oh, it was worse than that because I went to one of the the last series the Flyers played with the Penguins. I went to Game Three and it was a disaster. And oh, yeah, I believe that one they also made the just terrible, terrible decision to hand out those light up bracelets. And guess what? Those suckers were getting thrown at Penguins fans left and right after that game <laughs> turned ugly. Yeah, God damn it. Yeah, that the throwing shit at Penguins fans. I have, I I have a story like that. Uh, too. Uh, it was uh, game six of 2009. I, of course, chose to go to that game. Uh, and that was the game that uh, Carcel beat the shit out of Talbot. And apparently the Penguins were like, yeah, this is a turning point. And then they came back and uh, won the game. And it was... So, th- more about that game real quick, too. It was a 3-1 series lead the Penguins had. Game five, Flyers won 3 nothing in Pittsburgh. 
come back for game six. Uh, yeah, Knubel and Lufel score 51 seconds apart. Get the Flyers 2 nothing lead going into the second. Breer scores 4-6 into the second. Carcillo and Talbot fight 15 seconds after that. Talbot does the whole shush thing or whatever. And then Fedotanko scores 14 seconds after that fight to make it 3-1. And then that's when it all goes downhill. But I remember there was one there was one Penguins fan uh, in our section. And I just remember because I got there earlier that game. And each time a Penguins fan walked into the upper deck, everybody in that section would point to that guy and start an asshole chant. So we only had one in our section. And he was like six rows in front of me and a bunch of seats to my right. So he's always in my periphery. Like I always was, had an eye on him. Like didn't stand up the whole time. Didn't really blame him. And then once the final buzzer went off, stood up and started clapping really loud, like looking around and got fucking pelted with everything. Got hit with like a soda, a beer bottle, uh, like fucking everything was just thrown at him immediately. <laughs> and then everybody started cursing at him. And, uh, and then after that, like leaving the arena that game was just nuts because it was just it, it was pretty it was pretty intense like Flyers fans just wanted blood it was kind of a I saw I saw that two fights and then there was like a group there was like a Flyers fan trying to make sure a Penguins fan got out all right while like a bunch of people were yelling at him so it was <laughs> it was not it was just like it was just a, a lot of carnage was about to go down and uh, yeah that was the height of the Penguins getting on the nerves of the on the flowers i think was that was that game may have been it. yeah it's uh, that's a rough game and yeah that's man, a rough that, game historically in the in the rivalry so that was not uh i love the asshole chant though especially for the oh no it's guy great section yeah and i think that's like honestly like if that happens today i still i i think i'm all right with that there's really nothing i did the throwing stuff at him okay i get that and again it wasn't you know we're talking about like sodas and stuff and i i think to an extent that you know but um, yeah, so that was, and then the most recent one I went to, well, the most recent one to, I went to was the, uh, the Rangers, the winner of the Rangers, but I also went to, uh, game five in 2011 when Tyler Ennis scored in overtime. That was when, uh, that was the height of Laviolette, uh, goaltending carousel. And I saw it live because the Flyers were down three nothing, 15 minutes in Boucher got pulled, uh, Leighton went in JVR Mazzaro scoring the second, Briere ties it in the third. And then Ennis scores on a rebound because Leighton gave up the biggest rebound I think I've ever seen in my life on that goal. Uh, put it in the back of the net. And uh, that was it. For me, I mean, for me, that sucked on a lot of levels because that was, of course, playoff loss. And that was also the last game uh, I ended up watching live with my dad. But also the, just that game was just terrible. I mean, it was just dead. Like, the, the star was terrible. And as soon as they scored, it was just uh, it was just silence and pretty pretty terrible in there. So that was uh, those were my playoff games. So I try not to go to the playoffs because it's just, <laughs> despite me wanting to watch, you know, the Flyers do well in the postseason. It's just, uh, it's too much. You know, you can't. Uh, I want to see the Flyers win, so I'm fine watching them win on, on television. No yachts for Craig. No yachts for me. Yeah. No yachts for yeah. No yachts for you. No yachts for the yacht king. So I'll just uh, stay at home. There or something on that. What, uh, so we've only done one of yours, but we got a lot of mileage out of that shit. So what's the, uh, what's your second game there? I mean, we kind of talked about a couple others, but you know, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, playoff games, yeah. the playoff, the playoff game is probably the, the biggest and best one I've been to, but, uh, recent one that That's I went to one, that the, the recent one I went to that was really good, but also not good, <laughs> but it was just a memorable experience was the stadium series game last year. The one at the link. Oh and, yeah. 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 You talk, yeah, I remember a, you going there. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, like that was. Uh, it might have been. Ran out of beer. It might have been rainy. It might have been expensive, but it was worth it. Cause and here's the thing: like you can't really see that great, and wh- whatever. It's all about the experience. It's having seventy thousand people watch a Flyers game. It is the Pittsburgh Philadelphia rivalry at its finest. It's a guy that you went with, but you don't know that well. Almost getting kicked out of the section for jeering Penguins fans the entire time, but then he. Get, he, and he gets told to stop it or he's going to get booted out. And he says, all right, all right, I'll be good. And then two seconds after the usher walks away, goes right back to it. And starts <laughs> going, go, like yelling at the guy in the Crosby jersey. Ooh. Hey, Crosby. Hey, Crosby. You're an asshole. You know that? You're an asshole. You're a real jerk. Like the entire game. And oh, th- there was a guy, a random like Capitals fan, a guy in a Ovechkin jersey in my section that even came back. and was like, I like it. <laughs> What I support the, that. I do like the uh, the guy that's just out there that just wants people to know he likes sports. Kind of yeah. <laughs> Dude, there were, honestly, Big there were a bunch like of those hockey. people that were there, I guess, just for the experience of the outdoor hockey game. And, but the thing is, it is, it's a spectacle. I mean, you had Shrieking Gritty for the first time. You had, uh, <laughs> like, the whole pre-game, like, fireworks and shit was really cool. The giant... Train? Oh, train? Think. No, we didn't have train. Train was at the <laughs> Pittsburgh one. Yeah, that's right. My... God, that's still that is by the way still one of the worst musical experiences I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> Debatable, because first of all, it's trained, so you're starting with like ninety percent sex success rate, so and ninety percent sex rate, so like, like there's no dropping below ninety with train. I'll like, take Keith Urban over Train, and I did not care for Keith I'll Urban. I'll take that. I'll take that as a decision I never want to make. So I'll let you make that, and then I'll just let the uh, I'll let the other two. I'm leading Train. Like the it. problem is the concourses were so overflowing with people that it's just like, it, you know, it it wasn't better to go there. And yeah, it's just like, yeah. oh, let me just conserve my body heat and stay right here. You said, uh, good. uh, 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 oh, so yeah. the beer ran out. That yeah, was I was going to say they part. ran out of beer. <laughs> yeah, my was... buddies got up and they said, oh, Steve, can we get you a beer? And I'm like, hell yeah, you can get me a beer. And they come back and they had a, a, a hard cider and I'm like. They were like, oh, we didn't have any. They were out of beer. Okay. <laughs> they were out of beer. Let me enjoy this $13 hard cider. <laughs> but you know what? It was refreshing at the time. Well, there you go. Hey, I'll take a hard cider over like a $13 Bud Light. I mean, well, again, it wasn't. Or, God know, help me, a Coors Light. You were forced to. Well, not yet. Yeah, we're not drinking water. I, I'm sorry, but Silver I'm, Bullet fans, but I, I cannot drink it. I cannot. I think I've had a Coors Light twice in my life and that's not even like a oh i've had money i mean i've been drinking fucking I've natty bows and high lives and jennings so everybody can calm down i will some i think Coors i would like, drink any of those over course like yeah i think i really yeah like some pours is just it's literally just yeah um yeah. but yeah like it was i mean they ran you were out kind of, of forced in that situation just, yeah yeah absolutely it wasn't like i your... ran out of beer because or they ran out of beer because just like people were drinking their faces off because it was cold and <laughs> i mean the thing is Given the conditions, given how rainy it was, it could have been way worse. Like, it could have been pouring. It was just kind of a light, misty rain. It was bad conditions for the ice, but as far as, like, sitting there in the crowd goes, like, I've sat through worse. Like, I went to an Eagles game in that same stadium in the pouring rain, and it was horrible. It was freezing rain. Uh, It was the game where Terrell Owens got hurt because of the horse collar tackle that basically became a rule in the NFL because of that tackle. And it was just, like, a very depressing game. (laughs) This this was much better. 
this was much better triumphant ending to the game. It's a pretty good uh, game. It ended up being a pretty good game. I was I was very depressed heading into the third period because yeah. I think that you know the Flyers were down early in that period three to one and it did not look like they were going to be on the comeback trail and but it ended up being a classic game because they scored twice at the end of the game to tie it up and then Drew had that great goal in the the Maximus pose in overtime yeah. and it ended up being one of the most memorable Flyers experiences I've ever had. Uh, I think also Ghost Body Slam Latang. And some other physical thing happened. Like, Latang got body slammed, and I I want to say, like, Drew launched Haglin or something. Like, something, or maybe not Haglin, because, but, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, somebody got rocked. Yeah, yeah, okay, a couple absolutely. guys got rocked. And, like, that that's the great thing in that crowd, is just, like, oh, man. the reaction when it's 70,000 people going nuts over it, as opposed yeah. to, like, the 19,000 you get in the, the Wells Fargo Center. It's yeah, really... True it's a big difference. Like just the crowd noise where like when Giroux won that game, even though maybe a quarter of the stadium had left, it was just like people like that big roar going up or when they tied yeah. it up. Oh, oh what, a, God, what an yeah. experience. It just, people are like losing their minds. Like, Holy shit. I still really, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I guess that game didn't mean much for the standings, but I still can't believe they came back on that game. Like that was a pretty, all things considered last year too. That may have been like the most entertaining, most positive, like win of the year. <laughs> Like, I almost feel like was... they should give out just trophies for those games because, like, oh, yeah, they, are, awesome. they feel like such individually, like, special moments, even though they, they really just mean two points in the standings. But right, it, yeah. when you're there at the time, especially in a close game like that, like, it feels like more than it is. Yeah. And for teams like the Flyers last year, that was something that people were looking forward to for some people were looking forward to for a while because the rest of the year was terrible so you know if you're a bad team and you know you got a, a stadium series game in february and it's november like that's something you look forward to so it is i mean we're talking uh, about a team that fired their coach and gm yeah yeah so like yeah. we're a team that just had no fucking reason to watch that game and it gave fans to lose their minds for a night it was, it was nice i i do want to go to one of those games i just don't even know i mean they'll probably be back in philly sometime soon Flyers are in it like every other year. So they'll have one back in Philly in like 2022, 20, probably. I'll just go to that just, one. Yeah, just do it with uh, <laughs> just do the All-Star game outdoors when uh, the Flyers end up getting it. And when, when's the Centennial? 20? Oh, 2026. I yeah, 2026 when everybody's supposed yell. to get... <laughs> Everybody's supposed to get the All-Star game. Bill's going to get banned from Citizens Bank Park for yelling <laughs> yeah. like Trout. <laughs> Trout, yeah. Like, is he going to show up to the home run derby and just like, just cheer? Because Bill's loud enough to get to Mike Trout. I think like, I think Bill voice wise from do a one man wrecking crew by himself. Yeah, Bill and again probably Bill a couple of years. I don't think he could do some damage. But you know that's a well, it's a sight to behold. We'll see if we can do it. <laughs> but that would be uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of like Penguins games I've been to, and I don't trying to think if I put down any memorable ones in here. I don't think I, I, I've been. Well, I mean, the memorable, the most memorable one was the one I just mentioned, and we don't need to, uh, we don't need to talk about that one that much more. But that's been a, uh, pretty much been it. I'm trying to think of other. I remember like. I mean, for the most part, I end back. up going to games against like teams that aren't that memorable because yeah. most of the games I end up going to are either because the tickets are cheap, because of. Uh, like the opponent, or it's like free because somebody's like, yeah, I don't feel like going to the Sabers game on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, exactly. I feel the same way. You know, it was uh, a really memorable game that we were technically 
working at was the the game where we were working at the Snyder hockey table and doing trivia on the concourse and everything. And we watched the third period from the box and Carter Hart. Like that was the first like Carter oh, Hart is yeah. a fucking badass game yeah, against the Predators. Yeah. That was yeah, that was a good call. Yeah, because that was his second game, if I remember correctly. Because that was the Thursday night. Tuesday night was a game against the Red Wings. Came in, didn't really have a challenging game all around. But then that Thursday night, that was the game where, yeah, we missed most of the game because we were doing the Ed Snyder uh, stuff, and I was asking people how to spell like Carlo Coliacovo, and they. That was a game where Ralph touched the ref, and pretty much the refs got all like pissy about it. And then the Flyers had to kill off all these penalties. And they had a terrible penalty kill, and the whole game was just pretty much Carter Hart bailing out on the PK, right? And then they came back, and they ended up winning. And it was, like, one of the more dramatic ones last year, too. But that was uh, live. That was probably that's probably the best game I've been to live in a minute. Because I, I went to two losses this year. And then last year, that was the only game I went to last year. So it's been a... Uh, it's been a while since I've been to a really, really memorable game, but that was, uh, yeah, that was Carter Hart's like coming out party, pretty much. He's arriving on the NHL scene, saying that uh, he's going to be a good goalie, which uh, big, big fan. Yeah, I went to I went to a work function at the, I think it was the Sabers game they played this year, where they just friggin' destroyed oh, yeah. them. Yeah, and that was a, that was a fun one. I, I wouldn't put that as like one of the great games I've ever been to, but just like. It's interesting to think about, like, going to that game and having them, like, be so good and seeing them. And they were just so good at home this year. Like, such a good year to go to yeah. Flyers games. Yeah, yeah. And you think about them two years ago. I went to, I went to like, a, I don't know, not a dozen games. But I probably, I might have gone to, like, six games. And they probably lost four or five of them because they just sucked at home. They had no energy at home two years yeah. ago. Yeah, that is the, really is annoying when you do have... I remember the one year we had partial season tickets and it was like 10 games. We went and they lost like nine of them on the weekends. And we're just like, all right, nice. <laughs> but it is, yeah, it is nicer when they're home and they actually do, you know, when you ready to go watch or just crank out a win and there's not a lot of holes in the team and there's a lot of reasons to believe they could win. Like they showed up the penalty kill and shit. Um, but the, uh, let's see, the Sab- Sabres. Yeah, I have one with the Sabres, which, I didn't realize, like, I was going back and looking up a lot of the stuff today. I didn't realize it was such a... It was a game of interest that should have been a boring game, if that makes sense. It was a Flyers-Sabers game, February 16th, 2012. Flyers went 7-2. I mentioned this game a couple times because Wayne Simmons... This is a game where Wayne Simmons got hit in the mouth and pre-skate had to, like, come out with a, a full mask and then score two goals in the second period. Um, and according to the AP... Game recap, uh, yeah, needed 25 stitches in his upper and lower lips. Uh, bloody, a couple teeth were knocked around, and he felt numb, uh, but played with a full face shield. Uh, for extra protection. And then he ended up having two goals on a 317 span in the second period. Uh, Max Talbot also had two goals that night. Claude Drew had five assists. Uh, it's one of five, one of six five-assist performances in Flyers history, according to NHL.com. So Lindros had... The only six-assist game happened in uh, February of 97 against the Sens. Bobby Clark had one uh, back in uh, 76 against the Caps. Alexander Picard had one uh, in 2007. But Lindros had the six five-assist game, and he had two other ones. So he has three of the six in franchise history. Uh, Drew, though, five helpers. Uh, and also the other thing was it was Eric Gustafson's first NHL goal. So the Simmons, Drew, and Gustafson facts all for that game are pretty uh, – 
pretty ridiculous. And Steve, I also put the uh, – I didn't know – I forgot that was his first angel goal, but I only remember it because of Voracek. That was one of the most aesthetically pleasing assists of, like, Voracek's career. I put it there on the uh, on the outline too. But he pretty much is, like – uh, just powers down the right side and goes like skate over skate for a while and is just dribbling the puck on the outside. Like he's just carrying, going backhand forehand with the puck for a while and then drops a pretty nice pa- uh, pass at the top of the slot for Gus. So the Gus bus. In case Gus the, bus. The ride with no seatbelts. It's just a thrill on the ice every night. So I would call him the Gus bus. So that was my, uh, that was my Sabres game. Uh, there was a lot. I mean, that 2011-12 season, I went to a bunch of games, and it was a – there are a couple of good ones in there. I went to that uh, – there was a 9-2 win against the Blue Jackets that year, November 5th, uh, 2011. Five goals in the first period, and they were up 8 and nothing by the end of the second. Katoria, two-goal game. JVR and Jake with the three points. Hardnell, Andreas Lilia, and Zach Ronaldo were the only three players on the Flyers to not have a point that night. Including Briscoll, but I didn't include him because uh, he was the goalie. Uh, Mason, seven and goals. He's and, yeah, and he's Briz. Yeah, we only, uh, not much expected out of him. Uh, seven goals and 28 shots, 750 save percentage. And then uh, the other goalie that night was Alan York, who played 11 games with the Blue Jackets all that season, gave up two goals on five shots in this game. So I was at that game. It was, uh, it was hilarious. I don't know. Like, when the Blue Jackets made it eight to one, everybody started billing because there wasn't a shutout, and there was like sixty minutes left in the game, I think. But that was the kind of it was the most uh, nonchalant win I think I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> it was like the most casual, just you know, seven goal drubbing I think I've ever seen ever. Yeah, we killed them. It's cool. Yeah, it's... <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah. What can you remember the first game you've been to? Like that's always a question I'm... because yeah. I've been going since I was pretty young. I went. I know I went to a game at the Spectrum, uh, and I think, because I, w- I think I went to a game in 95, 96, because I have, like, very, I don't remember much about that season, but I have, like, I can remember very little about it, and I think I went to a Devils game, and I'm like, I, I think I, my first game ever was a Devils shutout. I think that happened in 95, 96. Uh, okay. I don't remember anything. Ooh, significant. That also like, sounds right. Seth. It was like a two nothing game, and the Flyers didn't score, so like I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you remember your first Flyers goal then? Because uh, I'm trying to think. Like it would have been like what was it? First grade. First grade was nine, the '97 Cup for me. So uh, I mean, I remember the Brendamore one. I know I went to other games that year. Like, see the things I remember because I was like six or seven. I remember uh, like for that Cup run or during that season. Like my dad and I went to a couple games that year. We went to like four or five, and then he was able to get tickets to the, the cup. And because the Flyers knew they were going to be fucking good that year, so each time for each home game, and it was '97, they didn't really have like the best like like graphics to put up on the scoreboard and everything. They used to do a thing for each game where they just have a, a big Stanley Cup, and they would just kind of like shake it back and forth, and like people would like lose their mind. It's like, oh yeah, this is it. It's going to be the fucking year. And I just remember like. They did it for game one. Everybody like lost their minds, but I don't remember. I can't remember any other games I went to that year. I mean, it was, it was a minute. It was a little bit of time ago. Right. <laughs> well, like, that's the, first, the thing. Like the first I'm, one was like not a good game. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's the thing. I'm trying to remember the first game I went to, and the thing is, like, I know I went to a game and did the the mites on ice experience when I was five. Oh yeah. When I was five. So I don't really remember it well because I was five. Yeah. <laughs> I like most of my, like 
I can remember like very, very small increments, like just kind of like feelings. Uh, like I know we got to meet the flyers at some point and I got to skate on the ice at the spectrum. I didn't skate very well. And my dad <laughs> has never let me forget how poorly I skated on that ice. As a five but yeah. Like, <laughs> I just wasn't good at skate. I just was not. I'm okay now, but I was not good as a child. It just didn't catch on. And it was just such a, like, I, you know, I probably have a different experience if I, if skating catches on with very young Steve, uh, maybe I end up like (laughs) sticking with ice hockey or something, but that did not happen. But, um, like I remember bits and pieces. I'm fairly certain it was a Flyers Oilers game. And I have like a signed puck from that game and everything, but like, you know, it's, I I remember the feeling of everything being big. <laughs> I kind of remember the concourse, but that's that's pretty much it. But like, and I know I went to games in the '90s, but I don't really remember most of them that well. The only one that sticks out to me is one I've talked about on uh, Flyperbole before, oh, yeah. and that is the the Alexander Digg game, which was a a '97 '98 season game. I went to for my birthday with my dad. Uh, it was Flyers Red Wings. It was the revenge game after the 97 Cup Final. And uh, Alexander Digg, who was a very shitty, disappointing NHLer, <laughs> had a hat trick. <laughs> you were right. It's just It was just funny that you just not... Like, there was just no holding back. You're just absolutely, yeah, absolute shit player. <laughs> he sucked. He's, he absolutely yeah, sucked. He was, yeah. <laughs> Nobody remembers number two, right? Uh, he, he just, man, he was brutal, but, and, and he was like, a, you know, he's a guy they traded for and I'm like, Oh my God. And he just didn't do shit. But then that one game, that one game he shown and he showed up and he had a hat trick and the flyers smoked the red wings. They won, I believe six to one in that game. And it was a very satisfying game, even though it was, you know, it's the revenge game, even though it doesn't mean shit. It does, it's yeah, just I from, gotcha. Still, yeah. Yeah, but no, it's still. Uh, it felt good at the time, and you know, me, my dad, and uh, these two random guys in Team Canada, Brindamore and Lindros jerseys, started uh, <laughs> the say goodbye chant at the end. So it was a very, very satisfying, memorable day. Probably my most memorable game. It's not necessarily the the greatest game of all time. It doesn't reach the heights of that playoff game I went to with the. Uh, with the Bruins and starting the comeback. It's a, that's certainly a monumental game, but this one just felt good. This one just felt right. You know, like there's a lot of games I've been to. I don't remember them that well. This one has always stuck with me. Yeah, that's a good, I guess that's a good point. Some of these, like, like, uh, some of the biggest games, I think the most notable game I was at was either game one of the cup, which I, I don't remember much of, or, um, I was at the Ty Domi game and I, I don't, you know, before I don't remember much about that game. All I remember was the incident and not knowing anything about what actually happened because it was before cell phones and social media. And and to be clear, this is the game where Ty Domi fought. A yes. Fan in the so, box. Yeah. Yeah. So March 29th, March 29th, 2001. It was a one to one game. Apparently Ty Domi and Luke Richardson went to the box for coincidental minors Ty Domi, some famous Chris Falcone was talking shit to Ty Domi. Ty Domi was spraying it with a water bottle, and then Falcone like said something like "Do it one more time," and Domi did, I guess. And then Falcone got pissed, leaned a few rows back. He was like three rows behind the penalty box, I think, and like put his arm on the the glass to start yelling at Domi. And the thing 
collapsed and he just fell into the box and uh, kind of started fighting with Domi. Like, they started swinging at each other. And, again, at the time, like, at the rink, I had no idea what happened. Like, we had thought that he just started taking punches at, like, the scorekeeper in the penalty box for some reason. <laughs> and we were just like, what the fuck is that about? And it was kind of going on Twitter and look it up. And also, Lou Nolan was like, all right, everybody. So just in case you didn't see that, uh, Ty Domi punched the fan in the face. Like, they were just kind of, we had to wait until we on the car ride home with WIP to figure out what actually what actually happened with that game. But, like, I don't even remember, I don't remember anything about uh, anything else in that game except for just looking at where we were on the ice. Uh, the penalty boxes were, like, uh, on the other side of the ice and a little bit further away from us. We were, like, in the caddy corner, like, 208, I think it was. And we just, it just looked like pandemonium. Just literally had no idea what was going on. Just looked like he was beating up the old guy in the penalty box. <laughs> so, like, that's all it looked like. But, like, that game I don't remember much about. But I think, God, like, uh, one of the games I remember the most that I really enjoyed. Like, the, I'll pick out one of the more insignificant ones on this list that, for me, was just an exciting experience or, like, a fun, funny experience all around was Flyers won in D.C. 5-1 over the Caps in December of 2011. Um, the thing with this was at the time, uh, I went to the game with my ex's family and my ex's family had just started, uh, watching hockey and her brother was a couple years older than me, but really obnoxious and like thought he knew a lot about stuff and like, uh, you know, he doesn't really know what he's talking about, but he's very loud about it. So when we went to this game, you know, it's me in a flyer jersey by myself they're all going. He's talking all this shit the whole entire time. Like before puck drop, five minutes into the game, I think like the Caps hit a post and he's like, oh, they're coming. They're, they're, the Caps are going to start getting some goals. And then uh, I think Vilkun was in that for the Caps. Cardinal scores on a real leaky goal, like five minutes left in the first. Another goal from the blue line. Another goal from the blue line. Another goal that should have been stopped from like the top of the circles. It was like the leakiest fucking goals going in. And each goal... I just never, like, I guess, addressed his shit talking, but it was just after each goal, I would just pop up and start clapping. And then, like, by the fourth one, I was like, oh, I got another one. I just, like, pop up and start clapping. <laughs> and to a point where, like, it was literally just, like, me and, like, the other, like, ten Flyers fans in my section. Because the Flyers, I mean, Flyers fans always take over that place whenever there's a game. And, uh, but the other, my other favorite thing with that when you go to a Flyers, like, blowout in D.C., and this was the only one I think I've been to, uh, you know, oh, uh, yeah, the only one I can remember. The Cavs fans, when they cheer, after each opposing goal, they go, who cares? So it was fun to see that oh, die out, boy. you know, after one goal, you know, it was a real loud, who cares? And then after, like, the third goal kind of dies off a little. And then when your team's getting plastered, you know, 5 nothing in the third, you don't really feel like saying it anymore. So then it's just kind of like a... You know, it's an empty arena and not a lot's going on. So it was it's like I, see, that I feel me. like I do that the opposite for the Flyers. Like I feel like if the Flyers are getting smoked and then they score a goal late in the game, I'm just like, oh, who be, cares? <laughs> exactly. Like it's funny that they do that early on for the opposing team. Like okay. And in DC they would have like and this game would have been the exact type of game we were talking about where like the cast went down five nothing and then fucking like Jeff Halpern, that fucking guy, scored with like uh six minutes left. And like some people were still losing their mind. I'm like, you guys are about to lose by like a lot, you know, you know that, right? So I don't, but that was, oh, and the thing, so what makes that story, why I remember, I remember a lot about that story was the dunking on the, um, the brother-in-law stuff, but also 
that game, Slapshot came out, and everybody was fucking pumped about Slapshot, the Capitals mascot. And it came running out on the ice with, like, a Capitals flag uh, just out on his skates. And, like, the announcer's like, give it up for Slapshot. And then as soon as he's done that, Slapshot is skating over the middle of the ice. And just, I don't even know, I can't explain it well enough to convey how fucking hilarious this was. Like, doesn't move his head at all, but, like, loses balance of his skates. And it looks like a Charlie Brown, like, sliding on his skates and then just goes parallel with the ice and eats shit. And everybody just goes like, <laughs> oh, and I just start laughing. I don't know. It's just a mascot just to eat shit. It's hilarious. And then I went to like three or four games after that, and I never saw him actually skating again. He always came out on a four-wheeler. So I don't know if I went to his last game where he went out, and that particular slap shot fucked it up for the other slap shots. And like they're like, oh, we can't. We got to take an RV out there now, or a four-wheeler out there now because, uh, you know, Scott fell over his feet. Like this isn't, you know. That's the uh, that was my mo- that was one of the more random uh, Flyers games I remember a lot. So because I remember a lot about the experience, it didn't fucking mean anything. Like that was a very yeah. run of the mill Flyers win from like eight years ago. <laughs> so, but you I gotta love the mascot eating shit. Yeah, no, it was, and I can't like, and again, it was just something where I like me and a bunch of Flyers fans around me just started laughing. It was just funny, and like everyone was like, "Oh no!" It's like he's he's fine. He's got padding. I'll make it. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is then, I've been to a lot of games in Philadelphia, but I've only been to a couple games outside of Philadelphia. How many uh, opposing stadiums have you been to? Only two. Oh, same. Yeah, so I, and it's been, or I shouldn't say, I've been to, I've been to see the Flyers play the Caps in D.C. I've seen the MSG. So I went to the MS, MCI Center and the Verizon Center and, Wherever the fuck the Cavs have been playing since, like, 97, I've been to wherever they've been playing. Uh, I, I, like, the memorable games, and I, I can't remember one of them, but I remember, like, there's there some game, like, years ago. I want to say it was before Halloween one season where the, the Flyers were in D.C. I think the Flyers won 3-1, to 4-1. to one. point of the story was people got dressed up because it was a random game the night before Halloween in D.C. And so there was this... Like, I don't know, dorky guy in front of us that was dressed up like Dracula. And his girlfriend was there. And Olaf Kolzig let in a goal from the neutral zone. I think Dan McGillis just, like, fluttered a puck in from, like, three feet behind the blue line. And it went in. And my dad started dying and started laughing. And, like, the guy in front of us, you could tell he was getting fucking pissed. And, like, <laughs> it's, like, just did. I was just, like, watching. I was, like, okay. And, like, I did. Like, the guy was, you know, again, not really. Uh, and then, like. Just a couple minutes later, they score again. And then the guy says something like, like, dunks on Boucher, like, yells about Boucher. And then my dad just starts laughing again. And then they start yelling at each other, like, towards the end of the game when we're trying to leave. And it was just, like, a guy that looked like Dracula was trying to get into an argument with my dad because all of Kolzig led in a fucking shot from the red line. It was just like, what what's happening right now? Only the goalie. So, uh, that one, and then I went to the game. Only the goalie. Uh, after Christmas in 2001, I talked, I just talked about this a couple weeks ago because of Brashear, but it was, uh, first game I saw Brashear with the Flyers. It was like his third game with the Flyers overall. And he fucking one punched, uh, Stephen Pete. So Flyers had a, I think a four to one win. Put it in the notes here. I think it was a four to one win and check Monica had a shutout until like four minutes left and Pete ended up getting the, yeah, yeah. Pete scored his first NHL goal in that game as well. 4.49 left uh, to break up a Roman Czech Monarch shutout. Uh, Ruslan Fedotenko, good old Rusty. 
two-goal game. And uh, Ghani had two assists that night as well. But, yes, yeah, if you look at that fight, Brashear gets peed directly on the side of the head and Pete just drops. And then that was, yeah, that was one of the quickest fights I've, I think I've ever seen in person, at least. Um, so that was uh, I, that one and then another one I wanted See, to. See, I've seen to, a quick fight yeah, yeah. the opposite way where the Flyers got, uh, where it was a couple seasons ago, I think uh, it was the Ducks and Flyers and it was when Radko Gudis got Superman punched. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going like, to say it, yeah. It was so disappointing. Like you're sitting there, like, all right, we got a fight going. Let's go. Let's go. Oh no! <laughs> Just I've been to a couple. Uh, so I mean, a bunch of I have a couple more Caps games. I mean, they all kind of connect now, though. But speaking to like, I think the quickest one puncher like fight I've ever been to was Peter Lavulet's coaching debut with the Flyers was an eight to two loss against the Capitals. And of course yours truly was in, in the, in attendance, watched every single second. Oh. Uh, Flyers were, it was a one, one game. And then late in the first period, Carcillo and Matt Bradley used to be like a bottom six guy for the caps. Uh, Bradley tries to hit Carcillo and then falls down the ice. Carcillo then cross checks him in the back. Bradley gets up and they start talking. Like they're just talking to each other. Carcillo drops his gloves. I put the link in the, the outline again, too, Steve. Uh, Carcillo drops his gloves and just straight up sucker punches Bradley and just knocks him out, like, right there in front of the refs. So Carcillo only got the only fighting major, got an instigator, and got a cross-checking minor. So the Caps went on a nine-minute power play where they scored three times and made it, like, five to, I think it was, um, you know, four to one in, like, no time. It was four to one begin, uh, beginning of the second, and then they scored three goals halfway through the second, and it was seven to one going into the into the third. So that was that. I think that may have been that worst actual game I've ever been to. Was that <laughs> like just that? Like, but the, uh, the I think it may have been the quickest fight I've ever been to. Was that one? <laughs> uh, worst no. game I went to was oh, that yeah. that Penguins playoffs game. That was really bad. I went to a really bad one. So I've been to two road games. Uh, the First one I went to was in New Jersey. It was a Flyers Devils game, and that was just an awful experience. And I really it, don't it ever just, want to go to Jersey. Like I just, road, I always hear hard stories. Don't go, don't yeah. go. It's it's a nice stadium, but like there's nowhere to go in the surrounding neighborhood, especially yeah. if you say are with like more of a family setting than usual, and like there's like a couple bars so if it's just like you and bro or something but like say you're with like a child or something like it's it's not very friendly to that so you're gonna end up eating overpriced stadium food great but it's just like devil's fans (laughs) are the most obnoxious people on the planet like they are just awful if you're not familiar with it they do the ranger sucks flyer swallow chant which is Guys, how much of an inferiority complex do you have if you're talking about the Rangers when they're nowhere to be found? <laughs> the Rangers are not involved in this game. Like, talk about the Flyers all you want. That's who you're playing. Why are you talking about the Rangers right now? Like, yeah. it's like if Flyers fans just started doing Crosby sucks out of nowhere well, in like a say, Canucks I've, game. Apparently, according to uh, our inside source with the Devils as of years ago, uh, Greg Lashinsky, apparently the new saying is. Rangers suck, Flyers swallow, Crosby watches. So they're getting even more... That's really detailed. This yeah, is like... Really they're detailed. basically just setting up a porn. Yeah. And also, speaking to the inferior... Kind of gross. Combat, what's like, wrong with this? What's yeah, like, wrong with you They're feeling inferior people? left and right. So, like, one way or another, two teams you're talking about there aren't playing in the game. So, like, why? why and they were that? just... 
they were such assholes that like I again I'm not you know I'm not claiming to be a saint in this regard, but they were giant <laughs> assholes to us in our section. <laughs> and they we, like we ended up moving sections because it was so bad. Like somehow oh, we knew like somebody with better tickets like down below or something. I I don't even remember how this all played out, but and they were all wearing like the Christmas colored jerseys, like the the red and green. Um, oh, had a bunch of people had Brodeur twenty nine jerseys instead of thirty. I guess his rookie year number. Oh, it's okay. like if Flyers fans were all walking around with Claude Giroux. What was his number? Fifty six. Well, I yeah, mean fifty six jersey. Like a couple people. A couple it's a cool throwback, there. but when everybody's wearing it, it's kind of weird. Everybody's yeah, gonna was... be that guy. The oh, you didn't know Brodeur was twenty. <laughs> yeah, just like oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. I yeah. went to one other road game, and that was much better experience. I went to Flyers Blackhawks game in Chicago. Oh, now, man. a word of advice: they have standing room in Chicago. Don't buy it. Yeah, it's a trap because it's not like the the Flyers where you have a, a room set up where you can go to and hang out and everything. No, no, no. It is, you basically have these ledges behind the seats, and if you don't get up on them, you have to basically, like, stick your head up and try and see above the seats that are elevated oh my God. as much of the game as you can. Like, I was basically on my tippy toes watching this game. Yeah. Uh, well, and, I was going to oh, no, keep going. But the fan experience was better. Like, so there was one giant asshole at the beginning of the game who... Just talking some trash, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like talking trash about the 2010 Cup final, and this was, I think, three years ago. So it's like, okay, nice dig, but you know, you can only get so much mileage out of that. I was like, get yeah. some new material, man. Come on. <laughs> but the Blackhawks scored very quickly into that game, like a few minutes into the game, and this guy comes over, and I got a beer in my hand and everything, and he like shakes me by the shoulders, like, hey, buddy, yeah. Oh God. Uh, it kind of looked like Liam McPoyle from Always Sunny, just a nasty <laughs> guy. And it's one of those situations where, given the people I was with, I was with my girlfriend and two people who really could not give that much of a shit about hockey. They were just kind of there because it was something to do when we were in town. Yeah, I was not going to start any trouble, but it was like if I was there with like I don't know, Definitely. just a bunch of <laughs> right. If yeah. I'm there with like Flyers fans or like you know my friends like you know that I would go to a game with here, it could have been a bad bad start, but you know it could have been I might have gotten thrown out of that stadium pretty quickly. But <laughs> instead, I just kind of was like, all right, I spilled some of my beer. I'm just gonna kind of take it. <laughs> Thankfully, the rest of that game was much more kind to the Flyers, and the Flyers uh, uh, were pretty damn good for the rest of that game. So. Uh, I think they won like three or four to two, something like that. Uh, it, it was a good one. Uh, great experience. Otherwise, nobody else talks shit to me at all because Chicago fans are actually pretty nice. Like I went to a Cubs Phillies games a few years ago. There was a guy giving me bar recommendations. Nobody talked shit to me once. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Chicago. I mean, they do have some uh, pretty nice folks out there. Uh, and I heard the one of my uh one of the guys I live with in college and I'm still friends with is from Chicago. And he said the same thing about the standing room seats. He was like, he, like when he would go home for a Christmas break or anything, the only tickets available back when we were in college, like, you know, 2010, 2011 Blackhawks were standing room and they were like pretty expensive. So it was like, yeah, I guess I'm not going to go home and see him. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and also cause they were just absolutely fucking terrible seats. And you didn't have like any kind of, uh, yeah. But, um, just horrible yeah. seats. That's a, uh, yeah, it was a three to two, 
three two Flyers win. Oh, Chicago's great. Definitely highly yeah, recommend. Kinda. I'm looking up the game now. Uh, three to two Flyers win. Goals from Ryan White, Braden Shen, and Radko Gudis. <laughs> oh, I remember that game. Uh, Drew had an insane pass to Shen for the setup. I remember he that did. game. It was, it was like a spinorama, a spinorama pass or whatever. That Hosa scored eight eighteen into the game. Hosa scored. Hosa is now going into the Hall of Fame or the Hockey Hall of Fame, maybe. Um, that's pretty. I mean, that's a pretty awesome experience, though. I yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I did have to deal with a couple uh, uh, moments, but yeah. otherwise, and also the the controversial uh, national anthem in Chicago. The one where they all stand oh, and clap yeah, the entire time. Woo! Yeah. I just was standing around looking around like, oh my God, this really does happen. <laughs> These people are losing their fucking minds. I Some should... people really like it. But I, I've i never really been a huge fan. Give me no, hard, I, hard yeah. any day of the week. Um, what was I going to say? I, I should say I've only seen, so I haven't seen the Flyers play outside of uh, Philly, D.C. or Madison Square Garden, but I did see a game in... Um, Dallas. I saw the Stars and Canucks play back in 2015. So I was trying to think of like other arenas I went to. They have a pretty, I mean, I know this is a weird thing to say, but if you ever get a chance to see a Stars game, <laughs> uh, it's a really nice arena. And everywhere you sit in the arena, or at least the seats I had were pretty high up. And it felt like for how much we paid, they should have been like, you know, not the best seats, but it was a pretty good sight line and everything. And uh, I don't know, it was a pretty good. It was a pretty good experience. You ever you ever do that? I need, I think we talked about baseball. Baseball is a little more common with that. But like, ever just go to a random uh, NHL game that isn't the Flyers? I don't think I have, but I almost did I'm when I was three times, in. I think, but it was all. I, I I came extremely close to going to a random Predators uh, Blackhawks game when I was in Nashville a couple years back. Oh yeah, you told me that. I think and that was last season, for, and yeah. they were just really expensive, and I was like, ah. Uh, Mm-hmm. I don't really want to spend like 200 bucks to see the, the Blackhawks and Predators. <laughs> it would probably be <laughs> a great a little, time. That's a little spicy for, uh, yeah, yeah I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you're looking at all the stub hub fees and everything. And I'm like, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a great time, but it's just like, I could spend that $200 on more barbecue. Mm-hmm. More butt so, heavies, more, a lot of stuff. Oh, but yeah, well you were in, yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, that's bar- mm-hmm. bourbon and barbecue. That's basically <laughs> the entire trip. Uh, that is a pretty fucking yeah. See, that's the stuff I wanna. I've never actually like had a trip where I went out to a city and like saw. Yeah, I mean, like pretty much everybody just does it with baseball, which makes sense because every, you know, every stadium in baseball looks different. But like, yeah. go to a nice city, like see the Flyers play in Vancouver or something. Like, go oh, that'd be Flyers awesome. Play in Colorado, like somewhere like that. Well, I almost, I mean, I came very close. The Flyers were playing uh, in Vegas on, like, New Year's the one time. Oh, and I came close oh, to just yeah, doing yeah. a last-minute trip out there because it just yeah, sounded yeah, like yeah. such a blast. And, yeah. uh, well, the Chicago one just worked out perfect because it was around my, it was a day after my birthday. And it was St. My birthday falls two days before St. Patty's Day. So it was also St. Patty's Day week. And it's just like, okay, so Chicago for St. Patty's Day and flyers blackhawks it's and our friends like had been asking us to come visit them so it's just like the stars aligned for this trip and i had to make it happen yeah i think i might still chicago might actually be the one realistic place i might actually be able to because of uh said friend and if you ever eventually wanted to go out back there i think his family lives like an hour outside of chicago 
So oh, nice. Be the, I yeah. mean, it's a it's a great trip. Uh, if you do pull it together, I have tons of recommendations for you because I've oh, been there twice. You. I really I, I love that city. It's a good time, and uh, yeah. I and again, outside of Liam McPoyle, nice nice fans. <laughs> It's a nice stadium too, definitely. Uh, well, the thing is, like most of the stadiums are pretty nice, and there isn't, I guess, that much of a difference between most stadiums yeah, these days, not. especially it's just, it's... especially now that the Wells Fargo Center finally replaced their seats. <laughs> yeah, that and would be got, my one complaint with the Wells Fargo too. Center until a couple years ago. Is uh, the the seats were horrible. Like I, I remember I went to a game with my cousin maybe I don't know six seven years back, and the a screw actually fell out of my seat and I had to get it repaired by the crew. What the fuck? <laughs> the seat was falling off. Just like, I didn't do it. <laughs> oh God. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to like, yeah, I mean, there, there's not even like a, I do want to go see them play in Pittsburgh at some point. And then also I feel like not because it would be an insane rivalry thing, but I think it's, it would be an easy, maybe not an easy, but it'd be a doable road trip. Would be like seeing them play in Carolina, but that may be. You don't like want to play only... Stadium Roulette and see what <laughs> stadium they'll be in for an Islanders game. Yeah, see, just go off that one. Yeah, it could be yeah, Barclays. Okay. Yeah, who knows? It could but, be uh, the Coliseum. Who knows? Life Stadium. They could be doing it there. Could, Jesus yeah. Christ. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, um, I, I would. The Hurricanes would be fun. I would do a Rangers one in dimly lit MSG. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of places I would go. I've come very close to doing the Penguins trip. I just, I feel like that's one where I got to roll deep with people. I got to have a bunch of good people on my side for a Penguins one. Oh yeah. Because who knows how that game's gonna be? Yeah, Somebody's gonna sling some slaw at my face. <laughs> I'm looking at. So I'm looking at the sheep for other games too. To. Uh... Vancouver would be cool too. You mentioned Vancouver and that like is, Vancouver, it's supposed to be such, such a, a nice city in general. Yeah. And I would do Montreal. Montreal be Montreal, great. Oh yeah. And Montreal went to went there for a bachelor party, but we went in all That's a city I would do a random game in is Montreal. That's like I cool. would just see Which whoever actually, the hell was playing. Speaking of, uh friend of the show, family member, some of us, uh, my brother Ian went to uh went up to Montreal in February. And he and his buddies went to uh, see Canadians Coyotes at the Bell Center. Yeah, like going to the Bell Center is a, yeah, like that's a place that you have to see. So, and of course, he got to see it for me, the little bastard. The little, 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 well, I saw the, I saw the, the outside. little not batch watching bastard. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, What's up, Ian? Yeah, that lazy not watching batch and doing my work for me, son of a bitch. Yeah. That, yeah. So, uh, that's, yeah, actually, that'd be. Yeah, just a bunch of Canadian cities. Montreal, Vancouver. Uh, like Vegas or Colorado, too. Somewhere out west. Like San Jose. I don't know. Like San Jose or uh, L.A. I ever feel like it'll be too much of a hassle to go see a game. Arizona. Just, I, you know, I'll do it. Sure. I don't give a shit. I, in Arizona, I've never been. Got to cost, what, 10 bucks? Got to be cheap. Got to be, yeah. I would do Nashville, too. Nashville's really cool. And Nashville would be probably the, the best experience, I think, out of all those. Well, the thing is, their, is stadium, like a, their stadium is right downtown. It's right by Broadway, which yeah. is their big party stretch. So, yeah, you, you might have a night to forget. By forget, I mean you're just not going to have a memory. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty wild, the whole setup there. Like That is one of the craziest stretches of city I've been in is Nashville yeah. after dark or really at any time of the day, because they just party from 
you know, dawn to dusk. It, Actually, way past dawn to dawn. Let's just say dawn to dawn. It's. I mean, from what the covers look like in 2017, and just the way like the um, wasn't the NFL draft just there like two years ago, three years ago, or something. It was there. They were setting up for it when I was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they like it's all everything you see about Nashville looks like an awesome place to just go and. Because I saw Jim Schwartz on my flight back, the oh. defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, which was like such a weird moment where I was at the, it was, and it was a Southwest flight. So it's, if you've ever flown Southwest, it's kind of that organized chaos where like, yeah, you, there's not really, you get that, the boarding group basically, but you, you're not really like American Airlines where it's like, yeah, well, yeah. unless you like pay $50,000 in upgrade fees, you're going to be in the last <laughs> wing of people getting on. And who knows, you're going to be sitting on the wing of the plane. You could be sitting with the luggage, who knows? But uh, yeah, Jim Schwartz was in the like line next to me and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Jim Schwartz, <laughs> the Eagles defensive coordinator. And yeah. I sat a couple rows behind him and it was funny just seeing people like recognize him on the way in and it's like, go birds. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That yeah, that whole happened the same. Yeah. Uh, fuck. What? Oh, I was gonna make. I was gonna connect some of these shitty games. We we mentioned Montreal, so I had two instances against the uh, the Canadians for games I wanted to mention. Uh, I went to a pair of games where they were just pretty much uh, a bunch of nonsense at the end of the game. So I went to a three-two win in twenty ten, February twenty ten, right before the Olympic break. Uh. They flyers were up three nothing halfway through the second. Then the Canadians scored, I think, two goals in a minute early in the third. And you know, if you go to a game where the Flyers playing the Canadians or the Maple Leafs or, um, I mean, pretty much is those. Those are like the two biggest Canadian cities where the fans actively come down and are pretty, pretty loud. Like I know every Canadian city comes down, but I feel like you really recognize the Toronto and Montreal fans, but. I was sitting next to a guy in an Expos shirt and an Expos hat. So uh, he was very quiet the entire game until after the second goal and he started, he got up and started yelling things at everybody and nobody, you know, it, yeah, who knows. And then uh, at the end of the game, the Flyers hung on and then there was just like a huge line brawl and everybody was just like, everybody was taking off on everybody. And of, of course, because Philly fans, you know, they started all these USA chants. Which I don't at a hockey game that just cracked me up because usually the Flyers fans have done that every, like a couple times, but they did it at this game and they're doing it because they're playing Montreal. But every fucking hot, like ninety five percent of the players are just Canadian. So oh yeah, and just like game. I've been in, I've been in crowds that have done that and it is is absurd and it shouldn't happen. But yeah. you just the mob mentality builds up and, and god damn it, it, I just <laughs> yeah. here's the thing, I just love chanting. I just love chanting shit. It so is it's, just, it's a very And the funny, USA yeah. chant is such, it, it doesn't make any friggin' sense, but it's so much fun to chant at the time. USA. Yeah. USA. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. But Heck, was... I might have been one of the assholes chanting that at that game. <laughs> that but that was, I just remember that because that was a very, it was a ridiculous ending to the game. And like everybody was just losing their minds when we were leaving their, the arena. And then the other one, not as uh, patriotic at the end of it, but it was a two to one win. Uh, Steve Mason was pitching a shutout. Flyers were up two nothing going into the final minute of the third, and then Galchenyuk made it. Galchenyuk made it two to one with like 56 seconds left. Canadians got a bunch of chances at the end of the game, and time ran out. And as the puck was leaving the zone, me and my buddy, my buddy Adam, had like we had really nice seats in that game. Actually, I think 
we went to the window. The only tickets they had left were like six rows off the ice, and we were a couple years ago. Not a lot of money to, uh, not a lot of uh, expenses. So we were like, yeah, fuck yeah, and got a, got tickets six rows off the ice, and I was right in front of where Steve Mason like walked up to Gallagher, and they started talking, and like I had a split second in my mind of like. There's no way Gallagher's gonna start shit with Steve Mason. And then right while I'm thinking that, Gallagher just like lifts up his like stick and cross checks him. And then just Mason, Gallagher, and Brian Gianta like start getting into a pushing match and like this huge, huge thing like comes of it. And uh I was like I was there for that game. I was like on the I was right on the ice to watch that all unfold. So that was uh my other yeah. Canadians game. Yeah. Again, not was significant. It? I was gonna say we're I was gonna say, where like, where's the best places you've sat? Because like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think so that, that's the closest I've sat for a Flyers game is like six, seven rows off the ice, and I had a Phantoms game where I was up at the ice, and that was really cool. Oh baby, yeah. right at the glass, rather, uh, right at the glass. I think so. There were a couple games I had. Folks, we're not rich. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. we're yeah very middle class here, middle lower class. I had... like I'm I'm happy if I can get in the first row with a two hundred level. I. I, honestly, and you know, maybe this is my poor talking, but I really do love just watching the game from the top of the rank. Like it's, uh, I love watching plays develop and just getting being able to catch it all in. And it's nice being close to it, but I just, I hate not really getting to feel what's going on at the other end of the ice. I guess. Well, I, I talked about that Lexus Club experience before for the playoff game, and not only was that a better, you know, more relevant game or uh, more impactful game because it was a playoff game because i went to two lexus club games uh that yeah, season because yeah. my friend had like a a weird hookup or something but we went to one against the sabers earlier that year and we sat pretty close to the ice we were probably like uh 10 11 rows up at the end the flyers end so the the saber shot on the flyers twice and like great great seats like cool being that close to the ice but at ultimately that 200 level row one center ice was way better just because you see everything unfold and you're close enough that you can read everybody's numbers like that's yeah. really my favorite place to see the game is right there uh no no yeah no i agree uh, um fucking the best class i sat though so i think that was the closest i ever sat for a regular season game that and also a couple years earlier in 2008 i went to a win against the islanders and it was the same thing. I think it was like eight rows off the ice and Bill Guron and somebody got into it like on the spot of the wall that was like eight rows in front of me. So you just saw like a line brawl happen and it was all like 10 feet in front of me. I was like, this is all right, pretty fucking awesome. Uh, that preseason games, you know, obviously with the price uh, drop helped a little bit. I went to a preseason game and sat four rows off the ice. That was actually that was actually the that game I went to for that was the game where uh, it was against the Rangers, and it was apparently the game where Simmons used the slur against Avery, because I remember that being a whole fucking thing. Um, but, I mean, it was a chip bait, but that was the game. So, um, And then the other one was another preseason game. I had those, uh, like, luxury box seats. So I think that was 2013. Gotta and, love that uh, luxury box, making the big bucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's cool. cool. I feel like everybody should have it once, but like... Yeah, it's a good... I mean... It, it's fun to do every now and then, but I always get... I always feel out of place in those boxes because it's not usually fans in there. Yeah, it's like business I, I was people gonna say. And like, I got tickets from my work and I kind of like going to things. But it's like, I'm in there and the last time I, I did it at my old job, I was there for what was strictly a work function, but as soon as 
anything to do with work ended, I sat in the front row corner of that box and cemented myself. And it was just like <laughs> watching this game. And like yeah. somebody came to me and was like asking me questions about it. I'm, that was the where I used the Couturier's playing chess, not checkers out there. Because <laughs> oh, I didn't know, know shit know. about the team. So I just had to be like, well, listen, here's who you got to watch. You got to watch Sean freaking Couturier out there. <laughs> he's, he's playing a completely different game, and I'll tell you why. I mean, uh, it's, I'm not I wrong. No, you're not wrong. No, uh, I do. No, but you have. No, you make a pretty good point. It's like those those uh, box seats are really good. Like if somebody ever offers them, or like if I know I'm going into a game with that, like I'm not gonna be like, ah, I just want to be out there with the real fans. But at the same time, like if I want to go and actually watch a game, I think I'm gonna go for the seats in the 200 level. But like if somebody's like, hey, you know, we got box seats tickets, you want to come? I'm not gonna be like, ugh. No, I like to really take in the game, you know? <laughs> right. I'm going to go have a good time, you know, drinking beers and watching them pretty close. And have people talk in my ear, I guess. But it's a cost of doing business. Well, uh, let's Steven. talk about the Stevens account right now. Shut up! It's a power play. <laughs> it's a back check. Let me focus. Uh, I'm trying to think of other... Uh, another Blue Jackets game. I, I know I mentioned, but uh, I was... I was in the press box for the fucking Drew back in against the Blue Jackets. And oh, ran, that was so good. Yeah, so that and that game was that game was nuts because the Flyers were down four to one. Uh, oh no, they're down four to two. Blake Como made a four to two. Blake Como uh, made a four to two with eleven and a half minutes left. Gus Post made a four to three. Drew tied it with three forty six left, and then uh, got the puck in the left corner with a little under two minutes ago. I think uh, back to the net. I think David Savard between him and the net. Puck on his backhand, falling over, was able to backhand it without looking, and puts a top shelf past Curtis McElhaney. And uh, I do want to emphasize, as you guys know about this, I'm a professional uh, everywhere I go in regards to hockey, and I felt like whenever I was in the press box, I did pretty good. But this one goal, I like just started laughing. Like I saw it happen, and I was like, there's no way that just fucking happened in a hockey game. And I just remember it was Chuck and Dave Streeler next to me, I think, and I was like leaning back and put my hands on their shoulders, like started laughing. I was like, what the fuck? What was that? Like, what was that actual goal that just happened? It was, uh, I still, yeah, it's never going to happen again. That might be the most ridiculous goal I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was just so, but I was, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, not the brag. I saw that one, uh, live with my own eyes. Uh, and then there were, I'm trying to think of other random ass games here. My, my, my question, the one thing I wanted to mention that wasn't a live game, but I think a, a great experience was I saw one of, I watched one of the, the 2012 Penguin series uh, from Xfinity oh, Live yeah. and just, it, it was probably the best experience I get not being in the stadium because it was just a crowd of lunatics that were there to just watch the Flyers game and just everything they did like xfinity live is obviously a giant hole of douchebaggery but <laughs> it was fun as hell that day and just having every the problem like i want to go when i go out to watch flyers games and i go to the bar like i need to find better bars to go to for the flyers game or sometimes i do end up turning the bar into a good spot because i'll get enough people there to watch it and we'll go nuts yeah. but like you do need to get enough people there, but like it just having that crowd be there for the flyers, not have to worry about like a Philly spring training game coming on and being like, <laughs> Oh, we're going to, we're going to, the bar's going to switch to that. Cause more people like the Phillies. that's spring training. Stop it. Just, you know, having people there for hockey, having 
the sound on having just the whole atmosphere was great. And that was like one of the cooler experiences. Cause it was also one of those crazy games. I think it was the one where the flyers like shot out of the gate, had a huge lead, then built up a bunch of goals and there were fights and it was just, it, it might've been the shift game even, but it was, uh, man, what a series. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like that's, that was one of the cooler, like not like, not at the game experiences I've had. And I think the one thing I, I really regret not going to was when they opened up the Wells Fargo center for the Bruins oh, uh, game yeah. seven. Like I didn't, I just didn't, couldn't get down there because of work or whatever and couldn't make it work. And I, I wish I had, because yeah. that really seemed like a special occasion uh, to not be at the game, but be with people who want to watch oh, fire yeah. hockey in a cool uh, arena for it. No, that definitely would have been the best way. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, pretty much the largest gatherings that been just uh, the stuff at BSH, like the draft parties, or um, like whenever we have the yeah to watch parties for the games, like we do. That's usually the biggest setting. Uh, but I mean, because usually, I mean, you know, the watch parties have been great. You know, like uh, we did one the last time the Flyers were in the playoffs with the Penguins. We did one for Game Two. And in South Philly, and that was awesome because that was one of the few games they won, and we had a really good turnout for that. That was a that was a great game, great time. Yeah, you know, it was, yeah, it was an awesome game, and I hopefully we are able to do one next year. I I mean, I had fun at this year, so yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of. I'm looking at. I don't have many. Uh, not too many noteworthy games. The only speaking of, um, I guess, atmosphere though. Going in the opposite direction of, like, I guess being chaotic away from the arena. I think one of the weirdest experiences for me uh, was I went to, uh, so, you know, if we have Phillies fans listening, I wonder if we do. Uh, Phillies won the World Series October 29, 2008, right? That would be the date that they, uh, like, finally won the game. Uh, my cousin's birthday is on Halloween. So for his birthday, we went out to a game Flyers by the Islanders in Philly the day after the, uh, Phillies won the world series. And it was the quietest I think that arena has ever been in my life. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> expectedly so, but it was just like, it was one of those games we went, we were like, dude, there's going to be nobody fucking here. Like everybody's going to be either hungover or like they had tickets to this game. And they're like, I don't care. The Phillies just won the world. Like life doesn't matter. Like nothing is important right now because the Phillies just won the world series. So, That's really and, funny because I have a very incredibly similar experience where I went to a Flyers game the day of the Eagles Super Bowl parade. Oh, man. Yeah. And oh, it God. Was, yeah. I was exhausted because I hosted people for the parade because I live in South Philly near Broad Street. And I had like, I don't know, maybe eight to ten people sleeping in my house i can't even remember i can't even count <laughs> off the top of my head because other people showed up in the like my dad showed up at like six in the morning and brought yeah. like uh i think he brought like hoagies and like hoagie oil and shit and like guys were guys woke up and were cooking like uh pork roll egg and cheese sandwiches like first thing in the morning like i woke up and was like all right people are already cooking i guess we're going but i had been up from like six to whenever and i went to that flyers game after dealing with the parade and people being at my house all day and i was just sitting there like cool <laughs> all right my my buddy like my buddy was like chanting big dick nick and this like dad in the section turns like come on man and normally my buddy would be like feisty and be like hey fuck you and he's yeah. just it was like all right <laughs> i'm too tired though i'm too I'm tired, too tired to do this one. <laughs> 
Yeah, it I was, remember. It just didn't. I think they played the Canadians and they, no, they, did. they even won. Uh, but we were just sitting there so tired and like the Flyers scored. We're like, cool. Yeah, I was gonna say. I bought I, a soda. I didn't even buy a beer. I was so tired of drinking. <laughs> I remember they played the Canadians because I remember that was the day of the parade, and I remember not. I tried like I I went out to the parade and everything, and then by the time I got home, I like just passed out, and it was like. 8, 8.30, I think, but been up pretty much uh, drinking all day, just going to the Eagles parade. I, I remember that game. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but, like, the... I have no idea. Did I, like, I looked at the attendance for the that game, and it didn't look as low as it felt, because it, it felt like... So, that game, and actually speaking of another game, uh, when... A really painful loss that I went to was 2009. It was a two to one loss to the Rangers. There was a huge snowstorm this week. This was like a it was a blizzard back in December of 2009. Crap ton of snow. Uh, sophomore year of college, Flyers were playing the Rangers at one that day. Uh, my dad, yeah, my dad and my brother had tickets. My me and my roommate were gonna go out to the, the arena and pick a get tickets with them and then we're gonna like go, you know go watch a game together they had the drive from maryland though and it snowed a ton so they're like yeah we're not coming up but the tickets are a will call if you like or roll call if you somehow want to go and get it like if you're somehow able to get through the snow and get to the arena like they're there or not the arena like you have to go pick them up a holiday end because that was where ticket match was or whatever and then you go to the arena so we walked i want to say three quarters of a mile to a mile to the train station near our school, Arcadia, got on the train, went to uh, Wells Fargo Center, like got off, you know, Broad Patterson, and then had to go walk through the snow to the Holiday Inn and then walk from the Holiday Inn to the arena. We were able to get, we were able to do all that. We left our dorms at like, I think 10 that day. And we were able to get into our seats by one. Pants were absolutely soaked. Like hat and jacket were absolutely like drenched. Me and my buddy John were like two of the only like ten people in our section there because nobody else, everybody else just said fuck it. And the Flyers lost two to one. Longquist stood on his head, only letting a goal from the blue line Pronger. So, and I, I always say this day, I think I put more effort into the Flyers game that day than the Flyers. So that's my, that's my story. That's my stance. But that was. Uh, that was just a that was an experience again. That is not any like memorable game, or, like an amazing game that people besides me remembers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've all got a few of those on our our lists, but it's it's tough, you know. You, you think back through the memory banks and try to remember. I mean, if you've been to so many games, it's just hard to remember them all. But uh, yeah, I, I think we have each properly reflected some of the best games we've been to over the years of the the many many flyers games and uh yeah, yeah. also for to me i'll, I'll throw this out there because i also need to get uh i'm trying to get my twitter engagement up again uh if you guys have if you guys want to throw me your best games i will respond to them and i will yeah uh, i was, I was gonna throw that out there oh, okay nice yeah yeah so oh, that's uh, a that's a good call if if you would like to share your flyer your best flyer game experiences with us the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca you can reach greg at sports are bad yeah and i actually do have uh, stuff to uh, talk about so i think i am going to start 
I'm going to start doing draft profiles and everything. Uh, and also, I decided to was going to do an article about the Flyers' most, uh, the biggest, most important, most meaningful goal, whatever, in franchise history against every other NHL team. It's going to be, it would have been an obnoxiously long solo article, so I was going to do four extremely lengthy ones that go by division. Uh, hope to have that, or I'm not hoping, I'm going to have it done and out uh, Wednesday, Monday through Thursday next week, I think. Or four straight days next week at some point. So, nice. uh, so nice. Yeah, look for that. And Good then, to see the draft cornerback. Yeah, getting that draft corner. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's Craig Strickland <laughs> talking yeah. about the kids. Uh, so gotta yeah, see how good those uh, those teenagers are at hockey. See those kids get hockey, get sweaty and playing hockey. So that's my goal. That's it. So there you go. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all there is. You can reach me at Flyperbole or at Esteban, but for your hockey needs, please make it Flyperbole. Also, follow BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey. Be sure to rate, subscribe, all that great stuff. That's all we got. Thank you so much for listening. Please, for the love of God, continue to wear a mask. It's yellow. I know. It's annoying. Wear the damn mask. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Hello everybody, this is Flyperbole. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig. But not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!